Hey there. Do you like sports? Do you watch the games and you have a pretty good idea who's going to win, but you're still just sitting there talking to yourself, texting your friends about how you were right all the time and how you knew this was going to happen? Well, guess what? Now you can make some money doing it, all right? Because we're already halfway through the NFL season, so now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with my bookie. MyBookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every single weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sportsbook on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with MyBookie.ag. If you're the kind of person who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. Pick your locks for the week, put them together in one parlay bet, and when they all come through, the rewards will be huge. Tired of watching the game from the couch with nothing to gain? My bookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back on the game. The best part is, if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put $1,000 down, they'll give you $1,000. That's double your initial deposit you can use on all your favorite picks. All you have to do is use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit MyBookieAG today. You play, you win, you get paid. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate, and overwhelming stupidity. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Full Count Chaos. Hopefully, I can get through this episode. <laughs> I am not feeling well. I've quarantined myself. I, I'm staying at home. I wish everybody would do the same when you're sick because the reason I'm sick right now is because some jackass thought it'd be a good idea to not stay home and run out there and do a bunch of shit and sneeze and cough on people and leave their germs everywhere. I know not everyone can just lock themselves in their house when they're sick, at least take some medicine or something. So here I am not feeling well. Um, hopefully it doesn't. Get more than this. I, I I know everybody's getting the flu. I don't. I, I haven't taken a flu shot in years. Although I did hear that the flu shot is just the government trying to weed out people because we're overpopulated. I was told that by a neighbor of mine whose brother's in the military and convinced him never get a flu shot <laughs> because it's the government. They want you dead. Which I think is the most jackass, asinine thing I've ever heard. I just don't get a flu shot because I forget about it. And I knock on wood, I don't get sick that much. But when I do every now and then, I realize how much a pain in the fucking ass it is to be sick and how shitty it feels. And I'm always like, oh boy, hope this doesn't escalate. Let me get a flu shot. I love hearing conspiracy theories like that. I love hearing about aliens and ghosts. I am so into that shit, I think, because I don't believe in it and I want to be convinced. I think I've mentioned before on the show, if you're like a big conspiracy theory guy thinking that we live among the aliens and there's ghosts and don't get a flu shot because they're trying to they're trying to kill you. There's too many people out there. Every, there's not going to be enough food in 20 years and they're trying to weed everyone out. I would love to hear from you. I don't care. It has nothing to do with sports. <laughs> I'm just fascinated. To hear that shit. I, I think you're watching uh, t- too many episodes of Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> it's a fantastic show. I watch it too, but my God. You watch uh, an episode, you, you watch a week of his show, you're convinced that your neighbors are aliens. So anyway, how the hell did I get on this stuff? Anyway, uh, a lot I want to go over today. 
talking, of course, we're going to talk Orioles. Little John Means, uh, the Houston Astros. How the fuck can we not talk about the Houston Astros? And there is an article that I want to read to you guys. It's going to be story time here on Full Count Chaos. I'm going <coughs> to, excuse me, I'm going to read the article that I think is pretty cool. Some details, interesting points. USA Today about what's going on with Houston. But I remember years ago when I was in radio, one of the things they said is never read to the listeners. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm, again, not feeling well. Always use your own words. And, you know, I remember getting into podcast years ago. Yeah, do the same thing. Don't ever read to your listeners. Whatever. I'm going to read to you. <laughs> Good thing about podcasting is you can always fast forward. But it's a, a pr- very interesting article. Um, also, I'm going to remind you about how much the society that we live in just sucks. Sucks major ass. Every now and then you're reminded about how there's no such thing as accidents anymore. It's somebody's fault. Somebody's got to pay for this shit. <laughs> it has to do with baseball. Little League. I will talk about that. Uh, one thing, I don't want to dive in too much here on this, but why not bring it up? I, I did talk a lot of football last week. Uh, I'll just get into it real quick. Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers, Mason Rudolph getting into a fight with Miles Garrett. <laughs> Fucking hit him with his helmet. Tempers flare. It's a contact sport. Everybody's wanting to rip each other's head off. I understand. I get why Mason Rudolph was pissed. It's at the end of the game. He pile drives him to the ground. How there wasn't a flag, I don't know. Maybe the refs are like, look, it's the game's over. I'm fucking freezing. I want to go home. Just get up off the fucking ground. Go to the locker room. End of game. Mason Rudolph, yeah, he was a little ticked off. For four weeks. All of Pittsburgh sports media. Is Mason Rudolph, is he the future? Who would you rather have, Baker Mayfield or Mason Rudolph? I think that was more of a kick in the balls to Baker Mayfield than complimenting Mason Rudolph. So the Steelers, they're a couple games behind the Ravens, four in a row. Oh, my God, here come the Steelers. Mason Rudolph, I'm sure, is saying to himself, hey, I'm going to be playing Thursday night football. I'm going to be playing on national television, and I'm going to show the fucking world that I deserve to be the starter for the Steelers. He comes out on the field, shits the bed. Game over. He's pissed off. He's angry. He made a fool out of himself throwing, what, 57 interceptions that game. Then the end of the game, you got some guy driving you to the ground. Yeah, he got pissed off. Yeah, he did try to uh, rip off his helmet. Miles Garrett almost wound up looking like a Lego piece with his head popping off. Again, wasn't smart. They're getting pissed off. Tempers flare, fight start. That's it. I get people get punched. People get pushed, kicked, whatever. But when you use a piece of equipment to hit somebody in the head with, you're a fucking moron. You're a bitch, Miles Garrett. You're a bitch. There, I'm done. All right. Moving on. My boy John Means, and a couple weeks ago I did make a joke about how I never thought I'd get tired of seeing John Means' name everywhere. Because all the article, John Means, John Means, John Means, he was great, superstar. All right, well, now I'm going to talk about John Means, because I'm proud of this guy. He came second in American League Rookie of the Year voting. That's fucking unbelievable. A lot of people are like, oh, that's the uh, first place loser, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. I don't care what you want to call it. That's fucking impressive. John Means was on a team that lost 100-plus games. And knowing that not too long ago, he was the, who the fuck is this guy? Because in the All-Star game, I remember, just like all of you do, when he made the All-Star game instead of Trey Mancini, everyone had the same reaction. What the hell? What? 
everyone would kind of get a little mad, and then you, you know, everyone had the same reaction. That's bullshit. Uh, not taking anything away from John Means, he's a great pitcher, but that's bullshit. You know, everybody, we all had the same reaction. I thought it was funny during the All-Star game, you know, fans outside of the Orioles are saying, you know, who is this John Means guy that everybody's posting about how they're angry that he's not coming to the game? <laughs> a lot of people didn't know who he was. Saying, who, who, which team does this John Means guy play for and why are people upset they're not seeing him? So I think that was kind of funny. You know, again, even Oil fans were kind of like, yeah, yeah, I think I know who John Means is. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that was only a few months ago at the All-Star Game of people not knowing who the hell he was. Here he is. Came in second. Second place. Of course, very ironic. Came behind uh, uh, Astros' Jordan Alvarez. (laughs) Ah, those Astros. But good for John Means. Love it. You know, people are starting to take notice. And here's a hot take. He's not going to have any more than six losses next season, though nobody cares about wins and losses, right? It's all those other crazy stats. But good for John Means. I'm so happy to see that. He definitely earns it. I mean, a guy who a guy who made a LinkedIn page was ready to call it quits. But sometimes you just say to yourself, you know what? It's not going to work out, and that's okay. I gave it my all, whatever. And here he is months later making the All-Star game, now coming in second in Rookie of the Year. I mean, that, that's amazing. He's the first left-handed starter to place in the top two of voting for the American League Award since. Anybody? Anybody? CeCe Sabathia. 2001. That was 18 years ago. And then I saw Nathan Ruiz post uh, on Twitter from Baltimore Sun say his uh, 274 ERA at Camden Yards was the best by an Orioles first or second year starter since Mike Mucina's 265 mark in 1992. Mean success came in a season where the Orioles had a collective 602 home ERA. Do it, John. Do it, baby. He's got to be the number one. A lot of people still think it's going to be Alex Cobb. Fuck Alex Cobb. <laughs> if he does well, good for him. John Means is our number one guy. Let's go. Let's go. But again, I'm glad to see a, uh, who the fuck is that guy start to get some notice, start to get some attention. Um, I know the Ravens are doing well. It's exciting watching the Ravens do this uh, play well enough to be talked about all over the place. Lamar Jackson's getting talked about everywhere. I love it. Ravens football's back. Purple Friday is back. But I still miss baseball. Even though the Orioles sucked ass, still looking forward to uh, opening day already. I said that the other day. (laughs) I was out with some friends, and they go, what the fuck's wrong with you? The Ravens are like one of the best teams in football right now. We got one of the best quarterbacks that's almost ever played the game, and you're talking baseball. I I, I can't help it. It's in my blood. (laughs) I love baseball. I love football. I do. I'm actually going to the Texans-Ravens game. Again, you know, putting a podcast out that usually comes out on Sunday afternoons. Well, you know, the game already happened. But I will be there. And I did get an email. I think I'm going to save next week. Because uh, there's a couple of them that were coming in. Stories at M&T Bank Stadium during the baseball season. Crazy scenarios that you had, experiences at Camden Yards. Well, now, a uh, little you know, during the offseason, football season, I want to hear from you about any crazy situations that you had at M&B, M&T Bank Stadium. And a few came in. I think I might save that for next week. All right, everybody's been talking about this. There's no way that I, I almost said to myself, you know what? I, I don't even want to get into this. It's it's such a shit show. I'm going to let it play out and see where it goes. But no, I I got to I got to mention it. 
I got a fucking podcast about baseball. Why would I not mention this? The Houston Astros, they're everywhere right now. Showing evidence, showing the bang on the trash can. You know, I guess some teams have a higher cheating budget than others. But these videos, I think there's a guy, John Boy, that I follow on Twitter that he always breaks it down. He's pretty funny. But my God, man, it's getting ugly. Houston, you're in trouble. You have got a problem. You know, Kevin Galsman, <laughs> you remember him? He used to pitch on the Orioles. He's out on Twitter. He's all pissed off. He, uh, he said the other day, this Astros thing is bad with like 20 exclamation points. He says, guys lost jobs, got sent down, missed service time because of how they were hit in Houston. He goes, does anyone really think they only did this in 2017 up to today? Hashtag get real. Well, there you go, Kevin. Well, what's your excuse? Ah, I shouldn't, shouldn't say that about old Galls. You know, I don't know. though. Seeing how he pitched, would every team cheat that we pitched up against? You know, there's young guys who come up from the minors who are trying their best and, and, and they got to start against Houston or their second or third time around and they get knocked around. They get sent back down all because Houston is, is cheating, uh, stealing signs. Now, look, when you're a team that makes the World Series twice in three years, that's not a good look. And if they won the World Series this year, there'd be riots. It would not be good. It's kind of funny knowing now that they got swept at home with all the cheating that they were doing, so not sure how much cheating they did in the World Series. If they did, shame on, shame on them, fucking idiots. Cheating and you get and you get swept at home. But, man, if they, if they won, oh, shit would not be good. And Mike Elias was with the Astros during all this. Uh-oh. That makes me a little, little nervous. I'm sure there's a few media members out there licking their chops, waiting uh, for the next time they speak with Elias. And and he did the other day speak with a few uh, media people, just basically said, you know, it's a shame, all the negative attention they're getting, knowing all the hard work, he says, and good people over there he remembers working with. You know, maybe Elias didn't know shit what was going on. But with this kind of situation, apparently they had a camera in the center field or they were using some camera feed going into the dugout because it had to happen quick as shit. You know, a lot of people's got, they, they got to be on board. There's a lot of people that have to be on board with this shit. It can't just be one or two people. They have a small little meeting behind a door and saying, you know, we can't tell anyone. There's got to be a good amount of people involved and it's going to spread around the organization. Hope that shit doesn't start turning into a dumpster fire with Mike Elias. God damn. The Orioles are already a dumpster fire. That's all we need. Oh, man. Just stay low. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, Jeez. I sound like I've been smoking cigars every day again. Michael Elias, just ignore the questions, buddy. Just run. <laughs> you know, people are like, we knew, the people need to know the truth. You know, in this situation, no, I don't want to know the truth. <laughs> Michael Elias, lie, buddy. <laughs> the truth will not set you free. Just shake your head and say, I, I don't know what was going on there. I don't condone cheating. So I have an article here that USA Today put out. It gets pretty in-depth and detail about what's going on right now uh, with this whole Houston Astros situation. So it's going to be story time. Just sit with me. It's not that long of an article, but I just figured I wanted to read this to you because it was kind of cool. All right, so Scottsdale, Arizona. Major League Baseball. General managers slowly trickled out through the resort country yard late Thursday morning to catch rides to the airport. Talking and laughing with one another, giving their best Thanksgiving wishes, and promising to catch up on the phone. One GM stood off to the side, obscured by the tall bushes towards a check-in desk. 
not talking to a soul. General manager of the Houston Astros was the man everyone was talking about these annual general meetings, but for all the wrong reasons. There may be 30 different agendas at these meetings, but this time virtually all were united on one front. They want to see the Astros go down and go down hard. They want the Astros to pay a fortune in penalties, being fined a record amount of money, forfeiting draft picks, international signing bonuses, and two even told USA Today Sports they wish MLB would force them to vacate the 2017 World Series title. Over the last two days of the GM meetings, USA Today Sports spoke to 14 executives from around the league about the allegations made against the Astros. They requested anonymity because MLB instructed them not to publicly discuss the potential offenses. Here's one of them. They said they've been cheating. They still are cheating, and it's time MLB puts a stop to it, one National League GM said. Come on. They won 60 games at home this year. Look at their numbers when guys are on base. 282 average, MLB best, since 2017. He says the banging of garbage cans and pipes as a way to convey signs. The whistles, everything. He says it's one thing to steal signs with your eyes. We all do that. It's another to do it electronically, and that's what they've been doing. This tarnishes everything they've done. There should be a huge asterisk next to the, their World Series title. So this next part of the article, it talks about you Darvish getting rocked in 2017 in Game 7. And I remember that. And the, the Astro players even came out in, the, in interviews and said he was tipping pitches. So this is what it talks about. It's pretty interesting. It says the L.A. Dodgers, who lost to the Astros in seven games in 2017, are convinced more than ever that the Astros cheated. It says they closely reviewed tapes of Yu Darvish's starts in Game 3 and Game 7. He was rocked in both starts, lasting just one and two-thirds innings in each start, yielding a 21.60 ERA in the World Series. It says he faced a total of 22 batters and didn't have a single strikeout generating only four swing and misses out of his 96 pitches and had a 474 batting average against the uh, Astros. So it says here in the article, the Dodgers, they knew something was wrong. They also heard the Astros boasting after the World Series that Darvish was tipping his pitches. And Darvish said, I, I, I guess I was. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. Well, the article says one problem. The Dodgers, after studying the video, said there are no signs at all that Darvish tipped his pitches. They couldn't find a single time when he openly displayed a tendency to let the Astros know what pitch was coming. They would do it in different ways, one executive said. If they weren't banging on the pipes, they would disguise it by yelling out from the dugout. If they called your first name, it was a fastball. If they called you by your last name, it was a breaking ball. And there's no way they could pick that up unless they had a live feed off the TV cameras. So then it says the league has launched an investigation in which plans to speak to former and current Astro players. Uh, Oakland A starter Mike Fierce, who played for the Astros in 2017, told The Athletic that the Astros had a secret center field camera stealing signs. Well, there you have it. And it wraps up with New York Mets manager Carlos Beltran, who played for the Astros in 2017, insists that the Astros did nothing against the rules. (laughs) Boston Red Sox manager Alex Cora, who was the bench coach on Houston, has publicly declined to comment. That a boy, he's like, oh, hell no. I'm not going to say whether it happened or not. I'm I'm just not commenting. Talk to my attorney. Trevor Plouffe put out a, uh, a tweet. 
Why are the pitch stealing allegations surprised anyone? Do you know the stakes involved? That's why guys still popped get popped for PEDs. The reward outweighs the risk for many. That goes for organization and players. I mean, it's a good point. I've always said if I played Major League Baseball, there's a 95% chance I would take steroids because the risk of taking steroids, doing well, getting that big contract against whether you get caught, okay, you get suspended, don't do it again. All right, now you better do what you need to do. But the money that goes in these sports and teams and championships and salaries, you're fucking right people are cheating. But when you get caught, you get caught, and you need to pay for it, whatever the punishment is. Take it like a man and know you got caught. So I'm sure in the next couple weeks, I'll be keeping my eye on this, couple months, couple years. be interesting to see what's going to happen here. I know the Astros are in a little bit of trouble, and I hope that doesn't pour over on Mike Elias when he was with the Astros in 2017. All right, before we move forward, just want to remind you, I've mentioned it to you guys plenty of times. Women, the holidays are coming up, trying to think of something to get your man. Manscaped.com. I use it. I know other people that use it. We love it. I love it. It's fantastic. They offer precision engineered tools for your family jewels. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They have a trimmer called Lawnmower 2.0. has skin-safe technology so the trimmer won't nick or snag your bag. Guys, you don't want to snag the bag. doesn't feel good. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver. I love this. An anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. I use it. It feels great. Guys, you already use deodorant. Why aren't you putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Listen, you get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. All right, so on the show I've talked about these days, it's like accidents, there's no such thing as accidents anymore. Someone is at fault. Someone needs to pay. And if you fuck up, there's no such thing as saying, I'm sorry, okay, there's strike one. There's no strike one, two, three anymore. It's one strike, you're out, you're done. And coaching sports, coaching Little League, I know growing up I'd have coaches, you know, pull some shit where they grab my helmet and drag me over to the field where I should be standing and so forth. Now you do that, I mean, you fucking probably go to jail. You know, you yell at the kid too loud. Their parents are going to write a letter to the school. I don't like the way that he's uh, yelling at my kid. Anyway, the point is, it just seems like you got to walk on eggshells. And this is just completely asinine. A New Jersey baseball coach in high school is being sued because he told his player to slide into third because it was about to be a bang-bang play. Well, the kid fucked up his ankle. And now, (laughs) I guess his parents are uh, thinking, wait a minute. You know, the co- accidents don't happen. Someone has to pay for this. The coach is the one who told my son to slide in baseball. Holy shit, how crazy is that? Telling someone to slide into a base. Well, this coach's name is John Souk. Yeah, Souk's to be you. He's being sued. Uh, the kid was 15 at the time. And now apparently uh, his baseball career is over. He was the big star player of the team, it says. Oh, that's what it is. He was the big star player. The parents probably thought, oh, look at this. We got a major league player in our family. He's our son, and he's going to make billions of dollars. And then he slid into third and fucked up his ankle. And now they're like, you're going to pay. We're going to sue you for the money that my son would have made in the majors. He needed multiple surgeries. All right, again, accidents happen. Doctors were able to repair his ankle. It says in the article that his uh, baseball career seemed to be over. Okay, 
It happens. So what did the parents do? They decided to sue Sook, Mr. Sook, saying that it was unnecessary to make him slide. He shouldn't have made him do that. The jury wasn't fully on board with Sook's reasoning initially. Six of the eight jurors believe Sook was not at fault. The jury needed seven of eight members to agree to reach a verdict. After some convincing, one member of the jury changed her vote. Sook was cleared. He was facing a seven-figure payment if the jury found Sook liable. Some people say that if uh, things wouldn't have gone his way, he believes the verdict could have resulted in the end of high school sports. But all I know, my coach ran over to me and took me by the helmet and kind of yanked me around like that scene in Varsity Blues. It did get my ass in gear. But kids are now like, yeah, you can't touch me or yell at me. Fuck you. My parents will sue you. I'm not doing shit. (laughs) I'm going to be a YouTube millionaire. I don't need this shit. Any job, being around kids, I just, I wouldn't want any part of it. When I first started going to college, I actually started going to be an elementary school teacher. Thank God I decided not to do that. It's a nightmare out there. Everybody wants to sue everybody, and you make a mistake, you pay for it, you get fired, you're done. There's there's no saying, I'm sorry, don't let it happen again, you're out of there. Well, here it is, just a coach says slide. He didn't say, hey, do a backflip off this fence. It'll be cool. You know, and he's getting the players to uh, egg them all. Yeah, do the backflip. No, he told them to slide into a base. And I guess those two jurors, maybe they were thinking, all right, <laughs> there's a lot of fucking money involved in that surgery. They do need help. Thank God the other six are like, no, hell no. That's, we're not going to start this bullshit. Oh, man. I used to coach sports, too. I'm just, gl- I'm just glad I don't, I'm not around any of that shit. Well, why would it matter? had this discussion before why would it matter if, if you weren't about punching or, or hitting the kids or screaming at them why would it matter you just, just coach them shut up have you ever coached kids before have you ever been around them and got frustrated that they're not listening or they're not doing what you say you get angry you get caught up everybody's fired up playing sports it's just part of the game you can't yell at kids anymore you can't tell them what to do without parents yelling at you or suing you i, I know people who still coach sports and they say the parents yell at them all the time because you yelled at my kid too loudly kids 14 years old all these fluffy marshmallow kids growing up these days come on i don't know what's more asinine a parent suing their baseball coach for telling them to slide into a base or what the astros are doing it's just a bunch of Shit show shit we're talking about on here. Again, I love hearing from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com earlier in the show. I'm serious. If you're someone out there who has a lot of conspiracies and you're a true believer in shit, uh, reach out to me. I'd love to talk about it. We don't always have to talk about sports on here. Other shit on your mind because I have heard some crazy shit about getting that flu shot. What it quote unquote really is. So if you've heard anything crazy about that as well, if you're someone who doesn't get a flu shot because you're convinced it's the government trying to kill people because we're overpopulated, fuck it. Love to hear from you. Again, foodcountchaos at gmail.com. Till next time, see you.